Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Gisela Aguiar, and my goal is to show you how to have a fulfilling personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the salvation that is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. It looks like 2021 may be as challenging as 2020, if not more. We need to trust in something that is eternal, that is not of this world. And that is Jesus Christ, our confident hope. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the Word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. A rescue mission for the world. Jesus, the Son of God, sacrificed his life for you. There is good news in this chapter. This is the chapter where John tells us how Jesus suffered and sacrificed his life for you, for us, for the world. He was innocent, never sinned. Yet he was flogged, tortured, mocked, and finally crucified. Why? So that we could live so that we wouldn't end up in hell, so we would believe. Let's dig in. We're in John chapter 19. Then Pilate had Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip. The soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put a purple robe on him. Hail, King of the Jews, they mocked as they slapped him across the face. Pilate went outside again and said to the people, I'm going to bring him out to you now, but understand clearly that I find him not guilty. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate said, Look, here is the man. When they saw him, the leading priests and temple guards began shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! Take him yourselves and crucify him, Pilate said. I find him not guilty. The Jewish leaders replied, By our law, he ought to die because he called himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was more frightened than ever. He took Jesus back into the headquarters again and asked him, Where are you from? But Jesus gave no answer. Why don't you talk to me, Pilate demanded. Don't you realize that I have the power to release you or crucify you? Then Jesus said, You would have no power over me at all unless it were given to you from above. So the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. Then Pilate tried to release him, but the Jewish leader shouted, If you release this man, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who declares himself a king is a rebel against Caesar. When they said this, Pilate brought Jesus out again. Then Pilate sat down on the judgment seat on the platform that is called the stone pavement, in Hebrew, Gabbatha. It was now about noon on the day of preparation for the Passover, and Pilate said to the people, look, here is your king. Away with him, they yelled. Away with him, crucify him. What, crucify your king, Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar, the leading priest shouted back. Then Pilate turned Jesus over to them to be crucified. The crucifixion. So they took Jesus away. Carrying the cross by himself, he went to the place called the place of the skull in Hebrew, Golgotha. There they nailed him to the cross, 
Two others were crucified with him, one on either side, with Jesus between them. And Pilate posted a sign on the cross and read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek, so that many people could read it. Then the leading priest objected and said to Pilate, change it from the king of the Jews to, he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate replied, no, what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they divided his clothes among the four of them. They also took his robe, but it was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said, rather than tearing it apart, let's throw dice for it. This fulfilled the scripture that says they divided my garments among themselves and threw dice for my clothing. So that is what they did. Standing near the cross were Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, which is John, the author of this gospel, he said to her, dear woman, here is your son. And he said to this disciple, here is your mother. And from then on, this disciple took her into his home. The death of Jesus. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there. So they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch and held it up to his lips. When Jesus has tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It was the day of preparation and the Jewish leaders didn't want the bodies hanging there the next day, which was the Sabbath and a very special Sabbath because it was Passover week. So they asked Pilate to hasten their deaths by ordering that their legs be broken. Then their bodies would be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the two men crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead, so they didn't break his legs. One of the soldiers, however, pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water flowed out. This report is from an eyewitness giving an accurate account. He speaks the truth so that you also may continue to believe. These things happened in fulfillment of the scriptures that say not one of his bones will be broken and they will look on the one they pierced. The burial of Jesus. Afterwards, Joseph of Arimathea, who had been a secret disciple of Jesus because he feared the Jewish leaders, asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus's body. When Pilate gave permission, Joseph came and took the body away. With him came Nicodemus, Nick at night, the man who had come to Jesus at night. And you can find um, his story in John chapter three. He brought about 75 pounds of perfumed um, ointment made from myrrh and aloes. Following Jewish burial custom, they wrapped Jesus's body with the spices in long sheets of linen cloth. The place of crucifixion was near a garden where there was a new tomb never used before. And so, because it was the day of preparation for the Jewish Passover, and since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Okay, so here's some points to ponder. It is finished. It's complete. Jesus paid it all, paid in full. We don't have to do anything but believe in him to be saved.
Nicodemus comes to help bury him. Jesus convinced this high priest that eternal life was through him. John provides an accurate eyewitness account so that we can believe. It is the gospel truth. The good news is what happens in the next chapter. We'll cover that tomorrow. Do you believe that Jesus paid it all? If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind at the rapture, what you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart. If you don't know what to say, if you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says, invite Jesus into your heart. And at the bottom of my blog, I have a, a famous hymn, Jesus Paid It All. All to him I own. Sin hath left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. And then I also have the next installment of um, the Life of Jesus movie. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.